When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, baseball family. We are so excited to bring you another one of our interviews. We have a guest today. Alan Snyder is with us. He's in the house. Alan, how are you? I'm doing so well. Thank you for having me on the show. You're welcome. And for those of you not watching the YouTube channel and listening on the audio, uh, he's an O's fan. He's wearing his Orioles oh, T-shirt. Oh, baby. I got my <laughs> Orioles shirt on. I got my Orioles hat on with my yeah. two, 2012 postseason stamp on it. doesn't even say wild card or winner. just says postseason. <laughs> just keep it. Just try to keep it as close as possible. So we're going to kick this off with uh, what we do every time. We're going to do our rundown, and we're going to see if Allen gets caught in the rundown. And then uh, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll jump back into more conversation. So, Alan, first question we ask everybody on the show. What is your quest? What is my quest? My quest is to make the world a better place, one laugh at a time, one smile. I told you I am a doctor of physical therapy. I know I'm a doctor, surprisingly, with a stash and everything. But honestly, this world has problems. I don't care what side of the wall you're on, what you're doing. I try to live every day to the fullest, you know, one of those not a glass half empty, make people smile, help people in this world. If we all paid it forward just a little bit more, the world would be a better place. Nice. I like yeah. that. Awesome. That's a great quest. So, Alan, what is your favorite color? Oh, my God. Lime green. Oh, don't get me started. I don't know if you can see my – I'm not a gamer by any stretch, but watching the video, you can see I have this lime green chair if I showed you, like, if I took the computer in the other room and you saw my my place, there's a lot of lime green. It is silly. My tennis shoes, I have a, I have a shirts, I have my work stuff. I made my whole business plan around the color lime green. Amazing. <laughs> you know, it's got me this I picked, far. <laughs> I picked up on that listening to your podcast, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But uh, next question, if you could have any piece of baseball memorabilia, what would it be? I would have the 2021 World Series Baltimore Orioles trophy. That's what I would want. <laughs> now, I mean, I can, I'm just saying, like, something that hasn't happened in a while, something that hasn't happened in my lifetime for baseball Ooh. trivia. I'm not one of those guys with, like, signatures or autographs. When I meet a person that's famous, a lot of times I'll just kind of, like, say what's up, tell them I'm a fan. I'm not a, that type of a memorabilia type of guy. Like, I have a – uh, and I'm from Baltimore, so I have like a Ravens helmet. Like it's not signed by anybody. It's fine. I have jerseys and stuff. I would want something in the future. I work in healthcare. I don't ever want to work for the Orioles. But if there was like a World <laughs> Series ring or something like that, I would want to earn it though. I would not want to buy it. I'm not a buy sports memorabilia type of guy. That's my own personal craziness. No, that's awesome. That's good. Maybe you never had anybody answer in the future though. That's that's unique <laughs> that's original but it's also yeah. not real so maybe i should have said like 2027 or something something in my lifetime would have been preferred you don't have to be realistic with hopes and dreams alan come on wait seven years is not realistic for any team <laughs> no it is i'm saying you don't have to be realistic well you clearly not if i want the orioles to win the world series you know 
<laughs> All right. Speaking of the Orioles, let's let's stick with the Orioles for a minute. If they were a drink, what would they be? Oh, so being from Baltimore, this is an easy one because we have a signature drink there. It's called an Orange Crush. It's essentially orange juice. There's vodka. I think they put some orange soda in it, maybe some Sprite, and then you could even make it into something called a Whipped Crush, where you add whipped cream flavored vodka or something. So like that's one of our signature drinks. <laughs> what would they be they'd be we actually have a signature beer which is something i wanted to share with you guys is because if you go to baltimore to the stadium to the city the signature beer is something called natty bow and i don't know if you guys have ever heard of that natural bohemian beer is the signature beer of the baltimore town and i picked one up the last time i was home because it's pretty cheesy here mr bow is on the can natural (laughs) bohemian now it's football season so this is obviously raven's colors it says take it to the house because natural Natural Bohemian beer, which is absolute terrible, terrible beer. You get like a 24-pack for $12.99 is brewed in Wisconsin. So why is it a Baltimore beer? I have no idea. But at the stadium, there's always a guy walking around who's like, Natty Boo, who wants a Natty Boo? And you drink it because that's what you do, but it's absolute swill. It's terrible. I'll be drinking, I'll be drinking that for the show. You're right. I'm glad you saved it for this. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, where's somewhere in – no, I'm going to skip that one. If That's you could funny. design your own baseball-scented candle, what would it be the aroma? I know it would be lime green, but what would the aroma be? Well, that would mess with me. I couldn't have a lime green <laughs> color and then have it completely not match. Ah, but as, yes. as far as the scent goes – when it you're talking about baseball, there's nothing better than the smell of a new glove. I know that's I'm sure you've definitely heard that one on the show before. That's not going to be original because you don't want it to be the scent of like new cleats or a jock strap or something. But <laughs> like, like a, a new baseball, I guess, has a, more of a smell, but there is nothing like a new glove. I've played my whole life. That the oil, the smell of that leather. I mean, I'm definitely that person who's in the field and you know, you know, I'll now and then I'll smell it. It's actually yeah. I, that's probably a cliche answer, but it's like the old debate between what's better, the sound of the crack of the glove or the crack of the ball on the bat, and you can go yeah. back and forth, but there's no yeah. other right answer when it comes to baseball. The smell of the glove is by far the best. It really is. Bingo. Like Every time, every year I get my glove out, the first thing I do is smell it. It's the very first thing I do. I love it. And I used to, every time I was running out in the field, stick my face in it just to smell it. Even like mm-hmm. as a catcher, I'd stick it straight over my mask and just get a big old whiff. Yeah. No, I, yeah. that's a great answer. That's that, that is that's let me rephrase. That's the correct answer. It is. I mean, <laughs> what's I, I haven't heard a better answer than that. Like it's no at a baseball stadium. I don't know if there's any more smells I want to have. <laughs> there's a lot of options. Not all of them are great. It's true. Nice. <laughs> all right. What's one thing on your baseball bucket list? My so like every dude in this world, I do a baseball trip with my guys. It's uh, it's the Jewish law firm of Snyder, Goldstein, Rosenberg, and Friedman. Uh, none of us are actual lawyers, but if I told you that those were the four people on a baseball trip, you'd be like, which law firm sponsored this? So we do a trip around, and we've been to many of the stadiums, some old, some new, and the plan for the last four years was Tokyo 2020, and we have been talking about doing that, and obviously. Before it didn't happen, two of the guys bailed on the trips because their wives didn't want to go. And I was like, well, who cares about them? So as it's funny because as we started looking into baseball Olympics, 
it got real tricky with costs, with getting tickets. Somebody said, you know what would be actually cooler? Why don't we just go do a Japanese baseball stadium tour? And I was like, I will see the Hiroshima Carp any day of the week. Like, that sounds like it would be way more fun, actually, because we haven't been to spring training, but we can do that. We haven't been to some of the stadiums, but we can do that. I think Japanese baseball league would be like the once in a lifetime. Like I'm not going to go do it a second time. So I, that is probably my bucket list. That is something that has to happen before I kick the bucket. Yes. Wow. Nice. That's terrific. Uh, what is the name of your autobiography? My autobiography would be like, what'd you just say? <laughs> no, you know, with like a question, an exclamation, a question. I, I really like that punctuation, completely incorrect, because I kind of live my life in that zone of like a question. No, no, no. He meant to say that. But did he? You know, I, I have to be professional with what I do. And I, I am always smiles. I've been in like one fist fight my whole life when I was 10. I'm always about love. I'm always about smiles. But the shock value is really high up there for me, too. And I am that guy who just always – I say what I'm thinking as long as it's good intentions. I'm never trying to hurt somebody, although I may some say something that is offensive. Of course, 2020, you got to be real careful what you say. And sometimes I put my foot in my mouth. But that's kind of one of those things where I'm with my friends and, you know, I snap people's heads very frequently. And I'm the guy who's jovial and – you know, in the sport, I played sports my whole life, and I'm not always the best player on the team, but as long as you're good enough and you bring something to the table as far as making it more fun for other people, you'll always have friends. You'll always have something to do. And I've never really thought that out loud, but, yeah, what what you just say? Yeah, I like that. That's good. That's good. I, good. I like that. Yeah. All right, Alan, I've got to know, what's wrong with Joe Buck? I actually don't hate Joe Buck as some as much as some people. Uh, I get it. I get it. Like he grew up. Here's the thing. What is wrong with him? I was really getting annoyed at what was his hair last year or the teeth or did he do facial hair? You know, but that man works hard. I get it. He grew up where it was gifted to him. He had the dad. He The dad had the voice. The dad is one of the most famous people to ever call a game. He was just given everything. But that man works hard. That man is very good at what he does. I could do with less the, the football stuff where he's the Cowboys and I want to know what his real voice sounds like because you know there's no way he goes home to his wife and he's like, "What's for dinner tonight, honey?" Like, there's no <laughs> way he talks to her. You know, I'm a big fan of the UFC, and you know, Bruce Buffer calls the UFC and is like, "It's time." I, he has his own podcast. He sounds nothing like that. Not even close to it. His voice is actually pretty raspy. I have a feeling mm. Joe Buck's real, like Bob Costas. I bet you he is that way all day, every day. Yeah, that's probably true. You know, Bob Costas sounds like he does. And, you know, I'll ever have a place in my heart with his pink eye situation of 2010 (laughs) or whenever that was. That was great. But as far as Joe Buck goes, he's doing it, man. And I really do appreciate how hard that man works. I don't have a lot of problems with him because there's not many other sports announcers that I would be like, I would rather see that person calling every Cowboys game with Troy Aikman. Like, I think he does a good job. I really do. Brad, what is your problem with Joe Buck? I don't have a problem with Joe Buck. I'm doing an investigation to find out what people do have a problem with Joe Buck. <laughs> oh, it, it's just it's jealousy. It's, it's absolutely jealousy. <laughs> it has to and, be. That's the only conclusion I came to. Yeah, and like, look, you guys have a podcast. People don't realize how hard it is to talk, to keep the game going. You know, who was that guy, the, the, the guy who got fired this past year, the Cincinnati guy, or he was calling oh, the Kansas yeah. City game? Yeah, to his oh, credit, yeah. that guy didn't miss a beat. 
He was apologizing. <laughs> I am so sorry. And it's a long fly ball. That is hard to do. That's a really yeah. hard thing to do. Calling a baseball game, especially being the play-by-play. Um, same thing. Like, what, what's the baseball show with Hank Azaria? I don't know. If I was you just going to say, it's a very bar- oh, very Brockmire Brock moment. Meyer, yeah. That yeah. that opening scene. While that is the funniest thing that's ever been done in the history of anything. Do you know how hard that is to do where you're telling this story and painting a picture and spilling your heart out? I mean, Brock Meyer, God bless. I didn't. I thought the rest of the show went downhill, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, yeah that, 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 that first, first episode is life changing. Oh yeah, that God. first five minutes is the very was the very best part of the series. I've I was, watched I was that crying, over and over again. Crying, yeah. so funny. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I kept waiting for another moment like that, but it never came. No, I gave up after the first season. I couldn't do it. But, yeah. All right, so this age-old question for us. What's your go-to fourth-inning snack? I, you know, I'm a sucker as far as the uh, wherever I'm at, whatever stadium I'm at. Like, I'm not a big snack guy. To be honest, I'm usually drinking my calories. But if I'm going get, <laughs> to get a snack or a food, I'm that sucker, who, especially nowadays with, with smartphones. You can just Google where the food is excuse me, what the signature food of the stadium is. And I'm like going to go get whatever they offer at that stadium just because you're there YOLO. Uh, do we still say YOLO? I guess we still say YOLO. We do. We're saying it now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, look, I've been out I've been out to Seattle before. I've been to, I guess it was, it was Safeco at the time. I had an Ichi roll. Why not? I, you know, you're there. Yeah. I'm not going to be back there any other time. Why not? So if I'm going to have a snack, eh, I guess. In Baltimore, around Camden Yards, which I don't know if you guys have been to, there is a million people outside selling a million different things, and you can bring it all into the stadium. You show up with a $20 bill and a shopping bag, and you just fill it up with peanuts <laughs> and anything you want, just no glass. And I guess I'll go with the like peanuts if I'm doing a stadium that I've been to a million times and I can bring it there. I guess I'm a sunflower seed guy too, but if I'm at a stadium or somewhere I've never been, I'm going to opt for – you know, whatever the stupid thing they're offering that's overpriced. Like, I've had a Dodger dog. It was horrible, but I did it. Yeah. You yeah, got to do it. That's, that's like right. what that uh, on the vein of the Dodger dog, that's like what Jerry Seinfeld says. He's like, the line between sucks and great is so thin. It's like, the dog, the dog <laughs> is overcooked. It's been boiling for hours. The The bun is stale. Did it suck? But it wasn't great. Yeah, it was great. You know, so I've been to, so it. I've been actually to Dodger Stadium twice. At the second time, my friends who had never been were like, "We're getting Dodger dogs." I was like, "I'm getting pizza." <laughs> I already suffered that thing one time. <laughs> been awesome. there, done that. All right, our last question for this rundown: What is the square root of Chris Davis? God, overpaid. However much that is. <laughs> the square wait wait uh, wait do i have a chance of doing k Chris davis or are we talking about crush chris davis like my guy your guy chris your davis guy. the c uh, the square root whatever he was taking that was helping him i don't know that was <laughs> oh that guy is like built for quadruple a baseball and then they started <laughs> taking something and then he was in fuego for t- two years in a three-year span because there was that middle year where nothing happened but it was yeah. it was great, man. It was oh my god! I would give my firstborn for seven more Chris Davises in twenty fourteen. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he got popped for Adderall, and I was like, I was defending him. I was like, the dude's got ADD. Give it like give it to him. And then it turns out that not really that it was helping him. So I was like, oh yeah, no. But I totally yeah. get what you're saying with the four A baseball. I was I'm a I was a big Mike Zunino fan when he was in Seattle, 
And I was like, he mm-hmm. is a great, he is a 4A all-star. 4A all-star, but he can't make it the bigs. And that's what Chris Davis has turned into. Uh, yep. We still had those years, though. And, oh, my God, they were great. I I don't know your guys' history as much, but just for us, I mean, I, I'm sure we'll get into it. But the joy that I had for those couple of years, and I, I guess we didn't really even talk about it, but I live in New York City. Like, I'm on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. I go to more Yankee games than anything else. And to go to Yankee Stadium and to just celebrate Oriole home runs is like nothing else. I mean, it, it's beautiful. <laughs> 27 yeah. World Series. Yeah. Guess what? Home run. How you doing? Say hi to your mother for me. Say hi to your mother. All right, with that baseball family, we're going to take a break, and then we're coming right back, and we're going to have more conversation with Alan. Be right back with you. I got thinking as we as we're inviting Alan on the podcast. I was like, you know what? I'm a Mariners fan, a perennial basement dweller, terrible team. Alan is a fan of the Orioles, as we've already established. Very familiar lifestyle. Right? Yeah. I, I would actually go as far as to say that ours has been a little rougher or more rough. Again, <laughs> I don't really know your history as like I just feel like you guys have been in contention every so often and you've had a couple Hall of Famers come through, at least in my lifetime. And correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong, do you still hold the record for most wins in a season or did that get passed? We do, yeah, for now until the Cubs or the Dodgers come right, around. And that's within our lifetimes. That is awesome mm-hmm. like that is something that you know what it didn't happen but that is great do you know that the orioles won a world series a month before i was born like oh God. A, <laughs> a month before i was born oh, and most of my life has been this torturous thing i mean if you want to really put the icing on the cake is we also had a team called the baltimore ravens that moved out of baltimore in the middle of the night three months after i was born so like my, i personally feel responsible for baltimore sports history like sorry guys <laughs> it happened it's, it's just one of those things where look this is a baseball show and we're talking baseball okay but as somebody that is born and raised in baltimore i've won two super bowls as a baltimore ravens fan i've won a stanley cup as a washington capitals fan and my freshman year at the university of maryland we won march madness I would trade all four of those championships for the Orioles to get to the World Series, even if they got swept. <laughs> I would gladly trade those four things because that is my team. And I don't care what you say. Every year we were in first place for the first game sometimes, and maybe even for the second game. And I just want that to actually carry through and get somewhere. I, I hear every single word that you just said. I'm a Seahawks fan. Like your your lime lime green chair actually speaks to me for that reason. I respect like, that. I think it's awesome. But uh, but yeah, no, I would trade the Seahawks Super Bowl for the Mariners just getting to the World Series. Okay. Are, are, like, just are you going to root for the there. Kraken I, when yeah. they come too, or no? I don't know. You know, I mean, I'm I'm in Phoenix now. I'm trying to decide if I want to stick with everything Northwest and go with the Kraken, or if I should stay local as far as like because I haven't really been right. a hockey fan. You know, I'm I might go with the Coyotes, but I just I just don't know. I might have a better chance uh, being a Kraken. Can't fan take a team because you, a you care fan. about them. I just know for me, like I love the Capitals because they played in Maryland. Now I've had this conversation where somebody yeah. said, if Baltimore proper got a hockey team, I said wouldn't care less. That's not my team. I have, I'm a, a Caps yeah. fan, so you kind of have the option right now of of picking. But yeah, and that and that's the thing. That's I've been waiting to, to kind of figure it out. I don't know. The Kraken, that's a sweet, sweet moniker, and they have an awesome logo. It's pretty great. too. Like, 
Like, Brig and I chose a KBO team this season just because that was the only baseball we had at the time. Mm-hmm. I chose the Dinos because of the moniker. You know, like, I feel like Kraken's I mean, kind of the same way. I, you said you listened to my podcast where I talk a lot about craft beer. I pick craft yeah. beer based on the, the labels these days. Like, the, the, the colorful labels. The, yeah. the colorful <laughs> labels are pretty much how you pick certain things these days. And I need to crack yeah. one right now. And I, I told you I got something special for today's show. The Orioles don't have a specific uh, beer, but I was home for the holidays and I went to a craft beer place and they had this thing called Birdhouse Pale Ale. And I was like, yeah, I'm getting that for this baseball show. Does this have anything to do with the Orioles? Absolutely not. But does it have Orioles? Does it say birds on it? Does it have orange and black? Absolutely. (laughs) Release the crack and cheers to you guys. Thanks for having me on the show. Dilly dilly, my friend. Dilly dilly. That's awesome. (laughs) Sorry, Brad. Where's your bang? We have (laughs) – I'm actually out of bangs right now. I'm drinking a Diet Dew tonight. Uh, oh, at least Diet going, Dew. Going lightweight. Wow, going lightweight wow. tonight. Yeah, no, look. Here's but. the thing, guys. For me, my birthday, which just passed, happy birthday, Alan. Thank you, was happy birthday, happy birthday Alan. November 25th. And the only thing I ever wanted for my birthday was taking your friends to the stadium. All my friends had it. Kids with like June birthdays is you get like five or six people together. You go to the Orioles. You sit upstairs. Who cares? Pick a giveaway day. Yeah. The Orioles don't play in October usually, let alone a game ever in November. Like, I just wanted something like that to celebrate so much. I sound so pathetic right now. Like, oh, my God, this poor kid. He's going to kill himself because the Orioles are nerfing good. The truth is, is like, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a bro. Like, I never understood the term bro. It's basically somebody who says bro or does whatever. But for me, I love baseball. Baseball is the most beautiful sport. I watch more sports than I feel comfortable telling you guys about, including Ultimate Fighting, which I mentioned. But the truth is, is it's a guy who throws it and a guy who swings the bat. And if that's what you're watching, you're not watching the game because so many more things are, are happening. You know, when I meet somebody who doesn't know baseball and I'm telling them about it, I'm like, watch where the catcher is putting his glove. Watch where the ball goes. And immediately they're like, oh, so there's more that's happening. I'm like, there is. You know, football, hockey, basketball, they are what they are. Baseball is the hardest sport to win, and anybody, maybe we'll just throw out a hypothetical of Ken Griffey Jr. You can't buy a World Series. You, It is a team sport and is very hard to do. I think baseball is the best sport. It's harder to follow because there's 162 games other than this year. Football, you get hot for a couple of weeks, and, you know, bing, bang, boom, Russ Wilson wins another Super Bowl, right? Yep. Yep. That's what I'm counting on. Absolutely. But no, as as far as we were talking about though, with you can't buy a World Series. I mean, if that was the case, the Mariners would have won four in the nineties. Yeah, I mean you you had you had Junior, you had Edgar, you had Randy Johnson, and Jay Buhner as your supporting as your fourth supporting player. Like they would have won at least four World Series, and I have no doubt about that. Instead, you've got the Orioles who actually what went to the ALCS in ninety seven. Yeah, it was back to back. Yeah, twice. So. And and I think I feel like that's another team who's who's not ever going to buy a World Series. And on the other hand, you've got Brig, whose team every year is attempting to buy a World Series. Am I yep, right? And it still isn't working. But it doesn't so matter. They just buy keep spending one. money. It doesn't <laughs> so, matter. Yeah, they're going to do what they're going to do. There's so many things that have yep. to happen, and it's so beautiful that when you look at the team salaries every year, and you can just go to the bottom. I mean, Kansas City, Tampa, Miami, they compete. Not every year. Before the season no. starts, you can make a list, right? You know it's going to be Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers, Cubs, Phillies, you think. It, but you know what? You think. You, you think. 
my yeah. be- my best friend's a Philly guy, and I don't even think they made the playoffs this year, which was befuddling. But it's no, like right. baseball; it's not guaranteed, and there's so many things that have to go into it. And I, I think it's one of the harder ones to win. It really is. I think you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, it, it is the it, hardest one to win. That's amazing. Yeah, and that is what that's what makes it the best sport. I think you're totally right on that, and it's it's fantastic. Every it doesn't matter who your team is; you can go in every year with hope. Even though you know, being the fan of a small market team or a historically bad team, you don't really, you know, you're not going to get to the top, but you have a chance to. And you don't know if, like you said, something happens to somebody and you, and you get you get hot when you need to. Maybe you get hot in July, August. You know, you make that run and you you're in contention in September. That's that's all you need. That's all you need to be in contention in September. It's amazing. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, if they're going to keep doing eight teams every year, it's going to happen. But uh, you guys probably know better than me, but the teams that made it to the Final Four this year, I mean, there wasn't an eight seed that snuck in there, right? Weren't they all pretty much the top seeds anyway? Uh, Uh, The Final Four, I mean, you had the Astros who were under 500. Um, But it was not bottom of the barrel, though. It was some middle seeds, but not not bottom of the barrel. Like eight seed never made it up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think the final four it was I mean it was the Dodgers and Braves. I think they were one two yep. in the NL. Mm-hmm. And then you had the Rays and the yeah, and the Astros, and that was one eight. But the Astros, I mean they're let's be real, they're not really Wait, an they eight were the eight seed? They, yeah, they, they got in they were like what, twenty one or twenty nine. I thought 31? they were seven. Were they were they eight? 32? They were the only AL team under five hundred. So okay. they had to have been Yeah, eight. you're right. right. You're oh no. No, they technically weren't because they were the second place team in the West. That's why they got it. Right. So yeah, no, they. You're right. They weren't. No. They were like the sixth seed. They were just by yeah, by the rule. But but, but in a shortened though, season, I, I, I don't. Think I didn't it look at them. As I think it was just because team. of the 2020 shortened season. I think if that was if you expanded, you can't you can't do that. It, also, everything yeah. coming into the season yeah. was not the way it should have gone down. And I don't want to get into that. But like, it was a different year for the Astros. If it would have been any other team, maybe you could make a little exception. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think they got. Off, that's what I was gonna say. I think they got off to a soft, uh, like a really slow start, and that's why it was right. the way it was with them. Yeah. That yeah, I, I didn't treat them like an under five hundred team, though, just because yeah. they're who I they don't are. Think you can good team, really good yeah. team, cheaters, but good team. So, yes, but Alan, we've got we got about okay. five minutes here, so I just wanted to ask you ask you one thing. What do you think it is that the Orioles need to do to, I guess, take. Take this. He I wanted guess, to say the next step, the next but he step was like, they're not know. even on that step. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> they're not on the first step. <laughs> to get to the first step of winning, do you think, what do you think is holding them back? Is it, are they, I don't even know how big the Baltimore market is. I have no clue. Like, I've never been to that part of the country. Oh, you're, you're missing out. Best so, state, one of the best stadiums, of my, my man. You got to get out there. Yeah, we got to go. It's on it's the beautiful. list for sure. I know Camden is like one of the best stadiums to go to. It's been on my list since I was like six. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, sure. well, as far as your question, but, like, here's the thing. The Orioles are about eh, five years away from being five years away. I mean, re- <laughs> you know, <laughs> the thing – and, you know, coming into today's this podcast with you guys, you know, I was looking back at the teams pretty much going all the way back. And, you know, the shirt I'm wearing here, this is a retro Eddie Murray shirt. You know, and this was yeah. – the last awesome. good decision the Orioles really ever made, in my opinion, as far as signings and firings, the Orioles finished in DFL dead last in, I think, 88, 87. They lost 100 games back then, and they had 
Eddie Murray, who I think either was close to winning the MVP or something of that effect. And they traded him away. They got rid of him that season. And when they came up to the owner and their coach or the manager at the time, they said, why did you get rid of our best player? And the guy said, if we lost 100 games with him, we can lose 100 games without him. And it's a great line. And there's so much truth to that. Cool. And coming into, you know, thinking about the so many years have gone by. And between the Orioles drafting, which has been horrendous of all, because what do we need? Pitchers. Go look at our, our draft. It's been pitchers for days. I can name the Chris Tillmans and Brian Mattises and Gaussmans. And it's just Adam Lowen just miss after miss after miss. And don't get me wrong. They hit it nice with Manny Machado, even Brian Roberts for a little bit. But their drafting has been horrendous. Baseball, it's not as guaranteed as some of the other sports. So I can't fault that too much. The signings that they've made over the years that have set them back from Albert Bell, which was that massive contract that just set him back for four or five years. I kind of compared a lot to football where if you draft a quarterback with your first pick and it's a miss, you're looking at like three to four years of just rebuilding. I mean, you're just going to be set back. The same thing kind of happens in baseball with bad contracts. And if you – now, the Yankees with Giancarlo, you can recover from that because it's a bigger market. But the Orioles aren't, aren't, aren't the top guy. If they're going right. to be giving Marty Cordova, they gave a huge contract to. We mentioned Chris Davis, they gave a huge contract to. I think they still have Mark Trumbo on the books this year. Like It's just stuff that you're like, what are you doing? And then mm, the last yeah. couple of years, these signings they made in which they signed Alex Cobb to, I think, like a two-year, $28 million contract. And I remember texting a buddy going, why are we giving him $14 million? Like, to do what? To eat innings? Like, who cares at this point? I am one of those people who I don't ever want to lose a game close. If we're going to lose a game, lose by a lot. Like, what's the difference? Rebuild. Me too. Make better signings. Start over. What we need to do is get a new owner, get new general managers, and rebuild. And unfortunately, our owner's not selling because he's one of those owners who's in it for the profit, not for the winning. And when he dies, he's going to leave it to his son, Peter Angelos, who we all call Angelou's, which is all we ever do. We, you know what? We are going to need to do more of this with you, Alan. I have two questions for you, and we're gonna we're gonna go with why did you become a physical therapist, and tell us about working with the Baltimore Orioles, oh and my we'll God. let you do that. And then I have this other question, okay? Oh, so this was a slam dunk. So why did I become a physical therapist? Like, I've played sports my whole life. I have always exercised ish. I've always been into <laughs> playing sports and movement and whatever. And you know, kind of for me. People, there's a whole podcast. How do things work? People want to know about like, why things work. And for me, I was always into knowing like why things don't work and why they fail. And suddenly that turned into the human body. And, you know, it happens, what, every week, every other week, you're watching a sports game. And, uh, gentlemen, if you're squeamish, please turn away from the screen right now. The guy goes up. The guy comes down. His leg goes that way. The leg, the arm goes that way. I love it. I Take my phone out. I record it. I rewind it. I mean, my girlfriend is mortified. She's like, Can we, do we really have to watch the bone go through the skin again? I'm like, no, no, no. It gets better the next time. Watch. I'll show you where the ACL was intact, and then you fast forward one frame, and the ACL is not. I love that. I love I love seeing that because I'm that guy when you're watching a game happen. Like, you know, in football a couple weeks ago, Joe Burrow, the Cincinnati quarterback, snapped his leg. And when you watch that happen, he should have the bone should have broke. That's, that's what should have happened. But you saw the leg go and go and go and go and go. And as soon as he went down in his reaction, I said, that's his ACL. 
because the body is a system of failures. If it's the tendon, if it's the ligament, if it's the muscle, that's my specialty. I love that. And being a sports fan, you know, you see them go to commercial. We were talking about Joe Buck earlier. Like, what was it, last year, the Dallas Cowboys playoffs? One of the guys, I think it was Alan Hearns, catches the ball, and he's on the ground. He's like, well, we're going to take you guys to commercial. And I remember looking at this guy laying face down, except his foot was face up. And I was like, oh, my God, something is not right with that guy's foot. And when they come back, back, they're like, "Uh, we're not going to show you what just happened in the last play. But for me, I love that. And that's why I became a physical therapist, because the America calls us physical therapists. The rest of the world uses the metric system and says physiotherapist. My first job out of school, they actually recruited me to this clinic in downtown Baltimore. And in downtown Baltimore, it's not the classiest place, but there's a couple of neighborhoods that are pretty cool. There's Canton, there's Federal Hill, and there's Fells Point. Now, if you're ever down there, and by the way, it's all by the Inner Harbor, it's all by the stadium, you don't want to go four streets either way of any direction. But if you stay in those little areas, you're safe, you're good to go. And my first job, they recruited me to this place. And Alan's going to show up at I don't know, 12 o'clock on a Tuesday. Who's taking batting practice inside the facility but Jay Gibbons? Which I was like, uh, oh my God, like, this, is, this is Jay Gibbons taking batting practice. This is awesome. And I worked at this facility where the baseball players have to do PT. You no, know, athletic trainers are the people that rehab them when the team is on the field, when the team is in town. But when the team travels to different cities, hypothetically, we'll say they go to Seattle or say, the guys that are not traveling with the team have to do physical therapy as a part of the rehab. And I got to meet a couple of the Orioles that got sent to our facility, which was really, really cool. I, I worked, I'm not really supposed to say anything about their injury, so we'll leave it there. I worked with Jamie Walker. He was like one of those, you know, bullpen long reliever guys. I don't think he made an all-star team, but he was crucial in our teams. Awesome guy. That guy had an arm injury. He was coming in and like doing sprints on a treadmill. It's like, I can't do much for my arm, but let me work out because that's what they have to do. We worked with a couple of other guys that not worth getting into, but they were just sitting on their phone. They, they were doing it because they're getting a the paycheck. They were just texting on their phone, doing whatever, rub my leg, do whatever. I, I couldn't care less about them. But the cool story I had was, and as much as I lament about the Orioles' failures, we did a couple things right over the years. And the one thing we really did right was when we traded Eric Bedard to – wait, where did we trade him to? I forget. Seattle. Seattle. Oh, that's right. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> to and, eat innings. <laughs> and we got a haul back for him. And we, got, we traded him, and we got a bunch of guys from different places. And that rebuilding that year, we picked up – I remember like Luke Scott came from that trade, and I think Adam Jones was a part of that trade maybe. Yep, and he was. Adam Jones was one of those guys who then – I mean – I hope in 10 years, he's that guy that comes out, throws out a first pitch, and people remember who he was. Because that man was 30 home runs, 100 RBIs, as reliable as you get. He was the pie-in-the-face celebration guy. Except one time he came up to the Bronx, and he fouled a ball off of his foot, and he snapped his foot, and he was out for a while. Who did he come see? Dr. Allen. Kind of. He saw my coworker, but I was there. I got to meet him. It was pretty cool. And we had Adam Jones who had, with a broken foot. And there's not a whole lot you can do for that. But we had a pool at this facility, and we threw Adam Jones in the pool with a weighted vest, and that man could swim barely. And I remember sitting there watching this guy tread water, and like, have you ever thrown a dog or a kid in water, and they have that look on their face like, I'm not uh, – somebody get me. Like, I'm not okay right now. <laughs> he was trying to tread yeah. water and we had to end up giving him like a line like it's okay dude like here grab this and we pulled him in and i was like oh my god we're gonna kill an all-star we almost killed an all-star like he almost <laughs> drowned right there and they probably would have made me dive into the the pool to get him but he was such a cool guy like he was one of those guys where i wouldn't say he was the most like 
intelligent. He wasn't going to talk, you know, stocks and politics with you. But just like how many stories do we hear in this world about A-Rod being a jerk or this guy doing this? But like Adam Jones was such a cool dude and we had him in this clinic and he would just hang out and just talk about anything and really cool guy. Nothing bad to say about him. So especially being I live in New York City, everybody has a story about meeting this celebrity and that. They were so rude and like. I was like, why don't we just talk with the guys that were really cool? And people are like, yay, how's it going? Like, let me take a picture. Let me do this. And Adam Jones, nothing bad to say about him. So thank you, Seattle. That's awesome. <laughs> no, that's, that's, really that's cool. awesome. And that actually gets right into my next question for you, Alan. Given that you are interested in why things fail, I, I want to know what makes fans of bad teams remain faithful? I think it's loyalty. I think you're kind of what we talked about earlier is you day one opening day, everybody's zero and zero. It's like the NCAA tournament. That number 16 team has zero chance of winning, but they're still in it and they're, they have a chance. And I don't understand how people switch teams. And my buddies and I talk a lot about like specifically one conversation is, would you ever get a tattoo of your sports team? And I remember thinking like, "Mm -hmm, I don't really have tattoos. Not my thing. But I don't know. And he goes, well, your sports teams kind of define you. And that is who you are. My closest friends in the world, say my closest 10 friends, some of them have some very weird choices. One of my best friends in the world is the biggest Mets fan I know. And it's going to sound like a homer thing for him now. But I can tell you for the last 15 years, he has been a diehard Chiefs fan. I have watched that man bleed and sweat and cry for the Chiefs. And right now he's looking like a great thing. But I know that that's his teams. And my other friend now in New York, it's kind of the, usually there's a linear pattern. Pattern. You're a yeah. you're a Giants fan. You're a Yankees fan. You're a Rangers fan. And if you're a Mets fan, you're an Islanders fan. You're a Knicks fan. Jets fan. But not everybody's like that. I know sure. my friends who they care about because that's been the team that they've liked. That's been the team that they root for. That's been the team that their father is root for. It's weird to switch teams. I don't get that. If my team ever moved, if the Orioles moved, oh, wow, this, I've really never dealt with this. Would I keep rooting for them? Would I keep rooting for whoever they become? You know, the, the Nashville Orioles. The Nashville Orioles. Probably. Because as much as my number one team is the Orioles, my number two team that I root for is whoever's playing the Yankees. Like, simple as that. Yeah. So I'm not going to root for them. <laughs> I don't – here's a fun one. I don't hate the Red Sox as much as you're supposed to because the Red Sox were not good when I was growing up. I grew up mm-hmm. – you know, I was born in 83. In 96, the famous Jeffrey Mayer lean over the stupid wall and steal that from my Orioles. Like the Yankees then – oh, my God, he's dancing. Then they go on and <laughs> the Yankees have – Four Hall of Famers, future Hall of Famers, essentially as rookies for all those years. They won not as many titles as you should say, but I hated the Yankees and I hate them still. And I'm not going to root for that team. Now, there's like I do something that's kind of weird. Yes, I'm sporting my Orioles shirt today. I have a lot of jerseys from a lot of teams in a lot of different sports because, you know, when it comes to fantasy sports, I try to buy a jersey of a guy I, I like. And there's certain players in this league like let's just say the easy one Mike Trout who hates Mike Trout 
He's a generation. He's a generation. Rob Manfred hates Mike Trout. That's it. Sorry. That's a, that's <laughs> a jerk. Mike Trout is a generational talent who doesn't get seen enough. I mean, I have the same amount of playoff wins as he does. He does right now, but that's neither here nor there. My point is, is there's certain players like I don't have a Trout jersey because I'm not that type of person. But there's other guys in the league like. I'm not a Nationals fan. I did not adopt them. And I hate the people that all became Baby Shark, do-do-do, National fans. Nothing made me happier than Bryce Harper not winning a World Series. That was beautiful. But I have a Strasburg jersey. I don't hate Strasburg. He's a good pitcher. He's a good guy on a good team. God bless. I have a Derek Lee jersey. I have a bunch of jerseys for a bunch of guys. Do I, would I ever switch my allegiance? Absolutely not. No chance. I'm going to now start repping this, tat, this. No way. The Orioles go to Nashville, absolutely. But I'm not going to start rooting for another team. But I'm okay when the Red Sox win. I'm okay when the Dodgers win. I'm okay when the Braves win. I don't hate these teams. Anybody but the Yankees. So what do you do with these jerseys, Alan? You say you're not going to wear different hats. I'm the opposite. I have hats, and I wear different hats for different teams. What do you do with your jerseys you wear? I do wear them if I ever travel so I <laughs> I have a really big pet peeve. If we're going to do pet peeves on today's show, Ooh, I <laughs> do not care what jersey, what hat you wear to a game, but it better be of a player who's in that game or a team that's participating. I went to Ravens Giants a couple years ago when the Ravens had Steve Smith and a bunch of people showed up wearing Carolina Panthers Steve Smith jerseys. You're a Steve Smith fan. He's playing in the game. God bless. But when you show up like, I'm a Braves fan, and I'm going to see the Brewers versus the Cardinals, you're an idiot. Like, what are you doing? You're looking for people to <laughs> yell at you. You're looking to start a fight. And anybody who's been to Yankee Stadium, you can wear just about anything you want there. You can have any sign you want. But the guy who's wearing a Red Sox hat is going to hear it way more than anybody else. Yeah. And there's no reason to do that. You are there to support your team. Nobody cares about you, Tommy. I know you're from Southie. Nobody cares. Your team <laughs> is not playing in that game. So for my jerseys, for my jerseys, which I do have a couple of as well, I'll wear mm -hmm. them occasionally when I'm out. I'll wear them if I'm going. It got to the point where I would buy them for a player and I'd wear them a little bit. Or if I ever win a fantasy baseball league, I'll just taunt my friends with them. But I will see, like, again, I travel enough that I have been like, oh, my God, wait, I'm going to Atlanta this weekend. Oh, the Nationals are in town. I will wear my Nationals jerseys around the city. I'll do that. I don't mind doing that at all. But please, the people who show up wearing some random jerseys, like a Padres jersey, and you're at, like, a Colorado game and they're playing, you know, the Giants. Like, Chicago. It, it doesn't or, yeah, make right. sense. I don't get people who do that. Although, have you ever watched the London NFL games? I had a friend who went oh, there. A, he said it's yeah. like every every jersey that the person could find. They're like, yay, football. We're doing football yeah. here today, mates. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that how it was when, when the Yankees played their last year too? It was just yeah. like oh, – Wait, that was the, the – Random. Yeah, that was the um, – the series where Yankees, it was Red like, Sox. yeah, it was Yankees Red Sox, where every game was like twenty-one to twenty, thirty-two to yeah. thirty-one. Yeah, yeah my buddy yeah, we was there. They got some weird variation of something that wasn't really baseball, but it, we thought, yeah. we're, wow, let's take baseball to the UK and then show them not baseball. Let's show them football with a bat, and we yeah. were so confused. <laughs> but they like that though. There, that's terrible what they, marketing. They want those well, th those people they like zero zero new new bloody soccer games here, mate. 
Uh, do you guys, right. when you guys are texting, do you ever report like a score like, oh my God, did you just see that the Giants beat the Patriots 21 to 20? And you're like, huh? It's like, May, what are you talking about? Do you ever use yeah. that? Like, I, yes. I do that oh. all the time with my friends. They're like, oh, the Yankees beat up on the Red Sox today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'll see stuff in like, oh gosh, in, in like December and see a score. You know, it's like a three to six score in a football game. And I'm like, wait, what? Uh, oh, Right. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No. yeah we, I, one of my buddies still refuses to call the LA Chargers. He just calls them the Clippers because every time he sees LAC, he's like, <laughs> oh, man, the Clippers are killing today. And I'm like, I do that every, every time, week. Right? Yeah. Every week. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, for sure. Well, and, and especially since they made the same move, San Diego, I mean, they might as well be. Yeah. Pretty much. Change, yeah. Might as well change the so name. So I guess I had another question for you guys is do you ever have a, a, a so this is relevant because for us, my group of guy friends, Jeremy Guthrie, he was a pitcher for the Orioles for a while. He was not so great. And then he has since moved on, and I, I hope he's done with baseball. He had a game, okay. maybe several of them, and I want to say he was pitching for Kansas City, where he pitched, you know, one, he got one out and gave up something obscene, like 11 runs. And we have a text thread with our friends where nowadays we'll say, oh, my God, did you see that this pitcher went full-blown Guthrie? And it just means it just means he pitched less than an inning and gave up like full, like at least nine or ten runs. Oh man, yeah, we do that. You, we do things just like. Do that. Do you have a saying especially for that? Dur- especially during uh, the during the trade deadline and and signings and stuff like that. Like we called it the Ellsbury until it was Giancarlo Stanton, and now we're like, ah, oh, now it's now we call it the Stanton. Oh, they just yeah, pulled Stanton, a Stanton. Yeah. They signed a Stanton deal. Yeah. I don't think that that's that. At my house for a while, it was a Cano. A Cano. Yeah, Cano was another one. Yeah. Uh, Wait, with Cano yeah. going to Seattle or coming to the? Going to Seattle. Going yeah. to Seattle from New York. That was like the day that happened. I was just like, are you serious? I actually, for about five minutes, was not a Mariners fan. My wife is an Angels fan. And so I was like, I was like, that's it. I'm done. She's trying to get me. She's been trying to get me to be an Angels fan for years now. I'm, that's it. It's it's over. And then like five minutes later, I was like, I can't stay mad at you. <laughs> I can't stay mad at you. You know, you know I love you, baby. I'm sorry I'm mad that's at right. you. That's right. He gets all sheepish. <laughs> yeah. like that scene from Billy Madge is like, oh, come on, baby. Your finger paintings don't suck. You know I love you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. You know I didn't mean that, baby. Yeah, that's exactly how it was. 100%. I don't know. And we yeah. do the same thing with names, too. I refuse to call the Angels anything but the Anaheim Angels. I just absolutely refuse. Are they not? I actually... They're out Los no, Angeles. No, now they're, they're the, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Whatever. Well, they dropped the of Anaheim. They're the Los Angeles Angels, but they're so far from L.A. that we refuse to call them. So it's Los the Angeles Angels. Angels Anaheim? Or just it Los Angeles? Well, they, they used to be of Anaheim, but now it's just Los Angeles oh, Angels. Who cares? But we call them, what was it we referred to them as a couple weeks the ago? Anaheim Angels. The, uh, well, it was like the geographically nondescript oh that's right or something yeah, like our that. Full name. yeah. yeah. <laughs> great that's like yeah. the 2020 version like the pc like, uh. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> yeah we're very careful yeah. here uh, I, I get it <laughs> i don't know i i guess i don't hang around enough people that are like uh, uh, it's i mean look to be fair my girlfriend so i am in an interfaith relationship where i am from baltimore and my girlfriend is from close to washington dc and we believe in different sports teams so we'll leave it. <laughs> in the interfaith relationship. Yeah, we both have. That's what we have in our house. Yeah, we both have faith in different teams. What did you think I was talking about? Yeah. That's what I thought you were. <laughs> right. So I will I now be using so. that. Yeah, <laughs> it's just one of those things where 
Look, she is a fan of the Washington football team. And we've gotten to the point with all of our friends where every now and then you slip and you say, you know, oh, the Reds. And I look at them, I go, I know you're not racist. Just say what you want to say. If anything, can we just call them the potato skins and then we can get back to calling them the skins and it's all done with? Like change the name to the Washington potato skins. We keep calling them the skins. Everybody's happy. Oh, that's I think amazing. that works. I think that's perfect. There you go. That's, that's the way that should be. I don't see why not. Yeah. Cool. Amazing. That's good. <laughs> that's awesome. Alan, we've really well, enjoyed having you on the show. Yeah, man, I, this fun. is this is great. We, we I think we should do it again because I think there's a whole lot more we could talk about. We just need mm-hmm. to do it in a different show. Okay. Well, what does that mean? I agree. Oh, a I mean, different different recording. I was like, I was different. Like, <laughs> I thought you meant like, all right, next time we're doing Mattel Hot Wheels trucks. I'm like, I don't know anything about that. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea what you meant. You're like, let's do it in a different show. I was like, oh my god, these guys host different shows. But what else do I need to know about? Like, this is all I got. <laughs> well, seriously, no. this has been a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. I can talk sports. I can talk baseball all day. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, I host my own show, Booze Your Daddy, which I'm definitely going to have to get. I prefer to have one person at a time, so I might have to do you guys solo. I'm not into polygamy porter, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well plugged, sir. I'm not a sponsor of polygamy porter. It's just what we were talking about. So, yeah. Yeah, I need to be. (laughs) This is a good time. Seriously, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, It's not too late on the East Coast, but uh, thank you. I'm definitely down to come back whenever you have my stuff. Uh, what do I call you? Briggs? Briggy? I just... Brig. Brig. Yeah, Brig. Brig. I go by Brig. Briggy, Briggy, Briggy. Can't you see? That's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. We call no, him we... Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. That's right. That's the full, per- that's the full name. If you want to, to that's be fair, if you wanted to go proper. formal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you're not into the whole brevity thing, you know. <laughs> I'm not touching that with a 10 foot pole. No way. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. It's fine. But thanks again, Alan. We really appreciate it. Again, he hosts his own podcast, Booze Your Daddy. Booze Your Daddy. Check it out. It's a good listen. It's, a lot story, of fun. it's 30 minutes. It's We drink a beer. We tell a story. We do some trivia. Yeah. It's just meant to be fun. What's my quest? To make the world a better place one laugh at a time. Definitely. Well, and you're nailing it with your podcast. I've listened to a handful of episodes leading up to this show. Mm-hmm. That's where I came up with the scented candle question. Oh, my God. And- it was a great it was a great episode and the dynamic that you guys have on your show is really really special i appreciate we really, that I appreciate I really it. we're doing some it. live stuff these days which i'm you know i'm still mixing things around and like i've this was all because of like 2020 pandemic where i was just kind of bored i was like let's do a podcast this and that and life has gotten busy for me and now it's getting slower and i'm just having fun with this it's just all about laughs and you know i've been doing more episodes with this other dude that like i'm friends with and he he puts me in tears and like it's not good for radio because i'm crying as i can't control myself he's like do you just want me to keep talking what do you want me to do i'm like just go <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right that's cool that's very cool awesome very cool very well cool. we've appreciated having you and like i said we're gonna have you on again keep this conversation going absolutely uh i would wish both of you good luck probably more brad because i'd love to see the mariners do something uh briggs i hope the yankees bus gets detoured and you know they end up in mexico and they get detained there for next season (laughs) it could only hope we'll just buy a new squad it's okay it's fine oh you definitely will we're we have so much depth it'll be fine Terrible. We'll do another trade like we did with Chicago and get another uh, Glaber Torres and give up absolutely nothing. 
You're not wrong. I know. That was a great yeah. train. That was great. Yeah. It was. <laughs> yeah. All right, fellas. Good deal. Thanks, Thanks Alan. Appreciate Kisses. you, man. See you now. Catch new episodes of the Baseball Together podcast every Tuesday.